I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and voice of truth. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? And I have a special guest today. I have Wala, who is a color therapist. She's also the creator of Color Ways. She is originally from Kuwait, but she lives in Barcelona um, or yeah, Kuwait city, right? Yes, correct. Or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's so tiny. <laughs> it's so tiny. It's so tiny. Right. So like, tiny. But, bigger than Kuwait. Yeah. Right. But she um, is the author of Heal Yourself with Color. Um, harness the power of color to change your life, which it is a beautiful book. The cover is amazing. And it looks like it, ha- it has gold on it. And I'm just like, Ooh, I want it. Um, but before we started recording, um, Wala and I were talking because I am a red person or red with color archetype, red yeah. color, red color archetype. And I hate the color red. Well, I don't, well, we, 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 well let, let's rephrase. Okay, so. no, use the, use the word hate for me because hate is such yeah. a wonderful word. It's such a wonderful feeling. There's so much fire in that word that yes. we so need when, that fire. We're so scared of hate. Hate is good. <laughs> but well, before we had a conversation a, a few weeks ago and we, I discovered that I was a color red archetype and I was just like oh my god we were talking about colors and I was like oh I hate the color red and she looked up my stuff and she was like you're a red archetype and I was like oh okay makes sense but it makes sense because of why the color red annoys me but why I need to lean into red more um and I had my judgments about red as we were discussing before we started recording because red for me is um loud it is also like very boisterous it's very in my well my former opinion a little bit arrogant it is shocking it is in your face and that is something that I have steered away from um because my mom is very like that (laughs) and I'm just like oh I want to be a little bit softer but I'm embracing that I need to embrace red the characteristics more because it would actually benefit me. Let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, and also what's coming as you're talking is also um, red is also about having strong physical boundaries. Mm, whoa. Well, then you just hit a, a nail on the head there. And I, w- I don't mind divulging this either because it's my podcast and I don't mind talking about this. So the past couple of, I would say, I've been back in therapy probably since the beginning of the pandemic and which has been great. However, last year I, because my, I guess my body was ready 
and my mind was ready and my memories were ready to reveal and to talk about and finally heal trauma that I've had in my life. And some of that trauma was sexual. So when you just say that, it's interesting because that's what I worked on is the boundaries and reasons why and all of all of that stuff was all connected. So that makes even more sense now. <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense that okay. So it's I'm sorry you went through that. It's it's really horrible. But yes. also your soul wanted it for evolution. Correct. So it's this comp- complex thing between <laughs> Between what your soul wants and you know what happens to us but it's interesting because when we're talking about red energy we're talking about something very physical we're talking about a big connection to the physical body very reds are all about expressing through the physical body understanding learning through touch learning through the physical body and then when you have um you know a person who's red who's been their their boundaries were crossed through their physical body it's kind of like i don't want this body i mm. especially when the trauma hasn't been he, hasn't been touched in a long time because we tend to right rightfully so not want to deal with the trauma we don't want to go through that pain and that is interesting because this this incident that happened in your life was like meant to disconnect you from your own power and your own soul and now you as you're working on it you're beginning to disconnect therefore your feelings about red are coming up very strongly and therefore it's like hate red that's why i'm saying hate is a good word because when we feel hate there's a big wound Mm. and that's where we can begin healing is by acknowledging and looking at the wound so wow girl Well, that's good to know. We gotta gotta embrace the red. Yes, I gotta embrace the red. So I'm also red as like even when you're working with it on visualization and light and and how red light really um, affects us physiologically and the effects of it is so powerful. Um, And it's one of the colors that release pain from the physical body. Interesting. Can you say more about that? releasing the pain from the physical body with red we mean like meditating that kind of thing okay so when you're working with any color you're working with it either you know um you're visualizing it you're wearing it you even use the colored lights to use it and then there's a big movement with red light therapy oh yes 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 like um the juve lights and all of this and how the red light and so the red lights are infrared lights and just red LEDs. Okay. And and the red and the red frequency is a frequency that's very that just in your body that helps your body heal, that helps your muscles heal. It's a beautiful, wonderful frequency, but it's all about the body. Mm, that makes so much sense. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So it's really interesting um, when we're talking about physical boundaries, when we're talking about red and because physical boundaries with red is like it begins with, you know, also even culturally, a lot of cultures would be like very intrusive in terms of touch. Mm, Yes. Um, And they 
think it's like love, but it was just boundary. Like for example, just now I was in the market with um with my stepdaughter and the lady was so affectionate with her. She was so lovely. And then she went and and just kind of touched her just playfully. And I didn't like it because I felt, and I saw her and I was like, this is your boundary, it's crossed. And it got me thinking, I'm like, how do I teach this woman that this is the boundary of my, you know, my stepdaughter, don't touch her body without her permission. Mm. But culturally, we're used to touching kids and squeezing them and forcing them to kiss us and forcing them to hug. That's interesting that you say that because I always (laughs) ask people, can I touch you? Because you're bound, because you've experienced your physical boundaries. That's so, uh, I've just thought about even like, even if I'm like on a date, I'm like, can I touch your hand? Like with men, like I'm always asking people, can I touch you? Or especially if the the work that I'm, that I do, if I'm like in somebody's presence, I always say, can I touch you? That's interesting that you, wow, that's amazing. So when we talk about color therapy and cause many people don't know too much about it. And I know that it's ancient um, and that it's very um, useful. What do you find? Like when people come to you, where do you, where, where do you meet them at? Where are most of your clients that they come to you when they're like, Oh, a color therapist, you know, <laughs> usually are the women who are very visual the artists, their stuff, they really connect with color. But then also a lot of people come to me because they feel like, you know, they're living a life that's like they're overthinking. They're living a double life where they feel like they're not connected and aligned with their authentic self. They don't feel seen. They they are full of self-judgment and there's a lot of victim thinking going on there. These are like the main things when people come to me. And they feel all alone and stuff. And and color therapy, the beauty of it, color therapy can work on so many different things. But the way I like to focus on color therapy is to help you really realign with your soul and who you are. And this is where the healing is and this is where the healing begins within you. And we ask the hard questions and we work on on the hard the the hard wounds and the things that we don't want to face so we can align you back with, with who you are and who you're meant to be. Mm. happiness so this is where people meet me at but they always go like color therapy what and I've had a lot of questions about it but color calls people as soon as they understand just a little bit just the basics of like oh okay if I imagine like this room without color and then this room with color I will I'll experience it completely differently oh there's so much more that I can do with color there's so much more I understand now with color Mm, I love that. And I don't know why this popped into my head, but when you think about that from a feminine perspective, and I'm bringing this up because I'm thinking it just popped in my head about Kim Kardashian's house. <laughs> it is all beige. I know. So I know that was Kanye's fault. However, <laughs> what does that say then about someone or what do you, what do you see in the work that you do who chooses to live in such a neutral tone all the time like everything is neutral Mm -hmm. yeah I remember when I first saw the house I was like oh my god I could never live there um but that house the way it was designed the intention of it was minimalism and the blank page 
from my understanding. Mm -hmm. And we know that Kanye, as eccentric as he is, he's quite progressive in his thinking. Yeah. And he's such a he's such an interesting person for people to who especially for people who understand his incredible mind. Um, having said that, it's because when someone is so intelligent and is just the thoughts are coming so much and these right. kind of houses, these kind of homes, they remove the thinking, they strip I all figured the that. Because I could live there. I couldn't. I like expression. <laughs> but see, see, when you t- say from that perspective, I see me as the expression in it or like flowers or the accents or things that I bring into yeah, the but in that house. There's they no rarely, accents, no flowers. It, it isn't right. So I yeah. like, I guess I like it as a canvas and then yeah. adding things too, but you're right. They don't, there's nothing in there that's an <laughs> accent. It's a, very, it's a very interesting, beautiful concept of, and I've been seeing it grow in interior design a lot where it's this like, you're having negative space in your home mm-hmm. allows you more space in your mind okay but then you turn a house into a complete neutral space neutral space that is a blank space for you to have ideas etc and it is a concept but it just depends on who you are are you a person inspired by things or are you a person inspired by nothingness mm. where do you want to begin and that's a very interesting choice he's made because I don't see, I didn't see her in that house. I saw him. Right. Yeah. I just, she seemed miserable, but now we know she was. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think about people and their choices, because I know when we think about the pandemic, right. And we've been in the house for a very, very long time. And I know that there, it just in general, there's a shift in interiors and design what do you suggest people do because I think the whole being home is going to still be a theme as we move through this and as this becomes less and less of a threat to us how do you advise your clients and people who come to your page whatever it is to make their home life more colorful or to lean into their color archetypes in their spaces that's a very interesting question. Thank you for asking it. Um, so when I was when I was in lockdown, I was in a is in an apartment in the city. I had no sunlight, and oh I was all, all alone. So that's how I spent six months of my life. Oh. It was really difficult, but it was really interesting. I was very lucky that I had my dogs because I was on, we were you know allowed to go and walk the dogs, and I was allowed to you know, walk them and get some sun. Why I say sun? Because I would always advise people, do your best to find a place with a lot of sun because the light from the sun holds a lot, all the color frequencies. And it's very cleansing. It's cleansing for our energy. It's cleansing for our feelings, our emotions. It helps us wake up. There's so many benefits for being under the sun. We need it. And, And then the other part is begin to see and feel into each room of your home what is the intention that you want what do you want this room to do and when i'm ever designing whenever i'm designing space i'll like touch the wall and i'll just connect with the house frequency and ask it what do you want for for Mm. you i'll ask the rooms what do you want for you and i will also ask 
the people around, what is it that, a look at the people around, what is their intention in a living room, what do they do in a living room, what do they do in a bedroom, and aligning these things plus the challenges that people live in this space have and creating a color palette for it. I love that. And what happens if someone doesn't, you know, living in New York City or another major city, um, London, wherever, where they're, you have minimal sunlight, what do you advise for them? I mean, of course, going outside is great, but inside the space, because you still have to be there. What do you suggest? There are some very interesting lights that mimic the sun. Okay. Um, they're incredible also to help wake you up. So it helps with your biological clock. There's a Philips one. They're like the sunlight ones. They're really good. You can use those. And also red light is really important. We don't get enough red light. We don't get enough red frequency. We get all the blue light and all of this, and we don't get enough blue light is higher sorry blue light is higher frequency um and it's um and it's a very fast paced fast moving yeah, it's not very grounding mm. and then we need the grounding of being in the physical. we're here to be human, we're here to have a human experience. We must connect with red light. So red light is something that I love using. I love using it on my desk in the morning as I'm working. I put red lights on my face. Wow. Okay. Well, everybody go and get some red lights. I'll put some links in there. <laughs> get some red light. I didn't yeah. even think about, okay, I'm going to get a red light. and work I have that. those like little lights um, okay. that, ch that change color. Okay. Um, oh, I, I love that. You can change color. Um, and this one is great because you can carry it and take it everywhere. I have a bunch of them all over the house. Um, but Oh, that's cool. But they're so nice. Um, Generation uh, Z is so big on them. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I'll put that in the um, link in the description. But that's amazing. So as a color therapist, what do you feel because you know people I want you to buy the book but tell us a little bit about your story and how it constantly influences the work that you do because I know as because I think what I'm what the question I'm asking is the trends are always changing right when you think about color design clothing all of that stuff is always changing yeah. so how does the work that you do keep a, the a sense of authentic you know just genuine like the basics of it and bringing that to it with you know how you came into color what you use it for because everything's always changing around us is pretty much what I'm saying so how can we keep the the essence of the basics that color should bring us even though like you know the Panatone color changes every freaking year. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, that's the theme. It's no, it's every the color. Season. Oh, it's that's every right. Every season, they change the Panatone color. So it's like the themes and the trends and then the stores. And there's and like all the color and then there's the subcolors, et cetera. Right. So when you, if we're talking about Pantone and all of these colors, these colors are set to, it's very interesting how they, they figure it out because I've been in these panels. You get color experts, color designers, color consultants, and people involved in brands. 
and everything and to be sitting in the room predicting what is coming for the next years in terms of social psychological effects and they'll sit there and create a story for each of these you know color themes and then they'll decide which is what is what are people most likely are going to buy mm-hmm. and this is how you get depends on people's feelings and this is what drives the market color wise it's mm-hmm. a very interesting process um, but how to keep authentic with color? You, we are nature. Nature is change. And it's very natural for the colors you're attracted to. And I would also add a little bit, they kind of should also change. Mm. Because that's an indication that you are moving as well and you are changing. So the colors you need and the colors you hate which you need more than other colors, are, are changing with you. So because mm-hmm. every time you're attracted to a color or repelled by a color, it's, about, it's a message from your subconscious. Because really, colors don't actually exist. Right. They, are the, they are the translation of your mind to different light frequency. And as we know, every frequency, every bandwidth holds thought patterns, holds certain emotions. And these colors are just a translation really for us to know what is it that we need so when we're attracted to orange we need more nurturing we need to look at the mother wound we need to look at um we need to look at what we see in the feminine what does the feminine mean now if we're attracted to blue are we being authentic with ourselves are we are we being are we listening to who we are are we expressing who we are so every color, and, and then what you're bringing the shades and the tones, it's all like a whole different, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful world that just translates what we want. I love that. I love that. I love that. And when we, when you say that, it brings up so much because I notice how we, I gravitate towards certain colors. I notice how friends gravitate towards certain colors. So would you then say that not all the time, but anything that you would say that you hate or dislike is something that you do need to lean more into? Uh, definitely. I always tell people the colors you hate the most are the ones you need the most, just like the yoga pose. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, red is the only one that I hate the most. Because now, because because as we were talking before we jumped on the call, it's something that you've asked to work on. So your soul is like showing you, because your soul is showing you, hey, this is the color of the thing that you need to work on. It's in your face now. Come on. Mm. Okay, I I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the book. Um, what made you want to write the book? Um, it was funny because it was manifested. I just it just happened but they the publisher came to me and they were like yeah we want to write a color therapy book on how to heal insomnia and I was like listen the book you're suggesting is has is on my shelf in three different with three different titles at least and um if you if I'm gonna write a book it's gonna be a book that will teach people how to begin having a relationship with color because I feel like people need to learn how to how to have a relationship with color. The book you're suggesting is a book that people read and don't understand. Mm -hmm. This is why there's so many people who try to become color therapists, but they can't. They don't, it doesn't work because they're unable to put this in 
in in in action they don't understand it because they are not taught to have a relationship with colors they are not taught to to understand that we all each of us would have um a very unique and intimate relationship that teaches us about this map that and this gift from the sun so ba basically i wrote this book with basics on how to look at color like how do you start developing your relationship with color each color and then each color and my story with each color how did each color so i so you can understand a little bit about what a relationship with color can mm, look really looks like and then i filled it with different exercises based on different things i wanted it to be simple i wanted the language to be simple i didn't want it to be complicated i didn't want it to be arrogant i wanted it to be readable and fun and also deep at the same time I love and then that. they agreed <laughs> and they agreed and the book is here <laughs> It was written that's, during the pandemic. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you plan on writing other books about color? Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Not yet. But, no, because I was just like, maybe you can get more specific and write about each color. <laughs> that would be cool. I guess I would love that. But uh, before that, I would like to do um, color uh, color cards first. Oh, lovely. That's nice. So what are your suggestions? So are, we already talked about the red. I need to get red lights. Everybody needs to get red lights. <laughs> you need more red. Do you start with your clothing first? Do you start with your environment first? Where is the first place that people should start with bringing the color that they need in their life? The easiest. So, and what's easiest is usually outside of us. <laughs> mm. um, so in our home, it's easier with flowers. I love using flowers. Okay. Um, flowers are such a beautiful, wonderful way, very playful, temporary, doesn't feel like it's, it's you know, it's permanent. Um, so it's, it's a beautiful way and flowers have very high frequency. So bringing the color with roses is, is very, very high frequency. You can, you can just play with it. So, so beautiful. I'm laughing. Cause I'm like, I hate red rose. You hate red roses. I have a reason for that, but this is probably reg <laughs> So I, I don't like red roses. I don't like I don't to like gifted red roses. Red roses. Cause I, I think that they're them. basic. They're basic to me. Like to be gifted. reason why, yes. To be gifted red roses is kind of yeah. like, come on really. And the only reason why, cause my dad, he worked a lot. He was very, very busy. And so he, every Valentine's day, like clockwork, he would buy my mom and I a dozen red roses each and huge, oh. big boxes of Godiva chocolates. And so when I was eight, that was great. But then as I got older, I was like, it was just like, just super like, oh my gosh, like really you couldn't think, get another color. And it just became like that. So I don't like being gifted red roses at all. Yeah. I mean, so. I, because for me, it's like, get, get more creative with the, yes. with the flowers. I like lilies. I like peonies. I love lilies. Like, and yeah. And Red lilies are gorgeous. Have yeah, you seen I those? I've, yeah, I love I love lilies. I love lilies. Mm -hmm. I love peonies. I love the those I are love like my tulips. favorite. I'm like going crazy. Tulips are nice. Now I can do a red tulip. That's oh, pretty. Gorgeous. So yeah, I just I have red tulips. I just got them yesterday. Um, okay, so red tulips. So start with color and flowers, or would it be two apricots? 
or lights? Would it be too much if I got a red couch? <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be. It'll be like it'll be like when I first started my color journey. I hated green. Just couldn't stand. I love green. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I now I love green. But at the time, I just like you tell me green, I'll be like, just leave me alone, go away. I don't want to look at green. And then I figured out it was because I was so scared to be vulnerable. Mm. And and green represented that. It's very interesting. Green is a very complex color because people don't like it. It doesn't sell magazines. It, green clothing doesn't green. sell so much um, because it's just a calling to be vulnerable and open and natural and and um, and just finding that courage to be open. You know. Wow. And I all my life, my mom attacked me for being too sensitive. Mm. you're too sensitive you're too soft and every time I'd have you know the sensitivity you're too emotional this is your problem in life you're too emotional and they kept repeating that about me my mom my cousins my my aunts everything it's like this is my problem in life so growing up vulnerability was something that I completely rejected about myself and when I first started working with the color therapist she was like you need green and I was like fuck sorry um fine that type of podcast <laughs> okay, good. Like, fuck, I have to like green but but me being me me being a yellow I also I'm like all out <laughs> it's either yes it's either something or nothing I mean right. sorry if it's either all the way or nothing so what I ended up doing is I bought green bed sheets oh. and a duvet that was green as well and I put myself in there to you know help my help myself heal and accept green How and was I, was that? Meditating, I was meditating on green I was doing all that stuff so yeah what was that like sleeping in green it's horrible in the beginning I hated sleeping I didn't want to sleep I hated my bed but then I kind of offset it with a bit of orange but then I got used to it and now I love green so much I'd wear I, I would never wear green clothes now I do I, I love, love I love olive green. Grass. I love army green. I love mint green. I love yeah, you like the muted greens. Yes, I do. You like the muted colors. Well, no, I like hunter green. I like a hunter green, like a. Oh, I love hunter green. Dark green. I love that. Like I love dark... lime green. Um, maybe not. Well, no. In if it's in a sneaker, absolutely, or a tennis shoe. Okay. I don't know what you guys call them over there, yeah, but a sneaker. Yes, if it's in an athletic shoe. I would totally do a lime green. That okay. is so up my alley. I do like yeah. like bright colored sneakers. Okay. Love it. Love, love, love. Like hot pink, like Ooh. all sorts, yellows. All I love that. That, that That's interesting because feet are a symbol of taking action. And it sounds like you are not afraid to take action openly and just you know, take your steps very loudly, but everything else you're not into doing loudly. That is true. <laughs> but you see like the color, it's like, it's so much when people come to me and they're like, yeah, it's just color. I'm like, what do you mean? It's just color. You're telling every, everything you're wearing, you're telling everybody about what you are, who you are, what do you do? And what do you hate doing in, in like a matter of seconds? Wow. That is really deep because you know you I mean everybody who's listening to this I'm sure and you know when we had talked before when I was growing up a friend my well my cousin's co-worker and friend 
Um, she only wore she only wears red. Everything in her house is red. I mean, red car, everything. And I was just like, I. Did just you ever manage to get her birthday for me? So I no, I didn't. I didn't. I, if I get, I'll let you know. But yes, everything was red. She wore red lipstick. Her nails were red, and I was just like, I just hated it so much. And then thinking about that, now that you say that, we all know someone who only wears black. Yeah. Or um, some people, there's a celebrity, um, her name is Lisa Ray um, here in the uh, States. She only wears white. Like that's mm-hmm. her only color. She only wears white. She wears white everything. What, what white. do you got to say about that? <laughs> about the white? Oh, my face. Oh my God, my face. <laughs> um, so, okay, let me begin it like this. Anytime we are just one color only, we are boxing ourselves in that sort of expression. So when we're taught, because we're, we are, we're 360 beings, we have so much expression within us, we have so much complexity within ourselves and within who we are, okay? And then when you're boxing yourself in one color, you're only wanting to be, especially when you're wearing this color, you only want to be seen as that. Mm. And this is where you're comfortable and this is who you want people to see you as and that's it and then when we're talking about constantly wearing black and dark colors we're talking any any time you're talking about a color that is dark you're talking about a color that's going inside within that's it it doesn't express out much it just expresses within and we need an exchange we need an out and an in we need a constant exchange. So when you're when you're only in reflective mode, that's why they tell you black is depressing. Mm. It's because it's just the expression is inward, inward, and you're not able to express outward. It kind of sta- it makes your energy stagnant inside. That's why when you're having a bad day, you want to grab black because it hides you, it protects you, it doesn't show you. But you shouldn't grab black. You should grab white. Mm. Or bright color so it can help you deflect more negativity interesting yes because you're absorbing how do we see black right so you're saying that the person who wears all white then could be someone who's deflecting wow that well that would make total sense um i don't know uh, who was yeah. a celebrity exactly she's an act she's an actress she's an actress i don't <laughs> this is so random but i i don't know if you've ever heard of the movie players club with ice cube no. um yeah don't worry i'm bad it. with movies i'm more yeah. of like a show it's person it's a it's a 90s movie um but she was yeah. in it she was also married she was also the first lady of turks and caicos at one point but she's an actress here in the states so what I want to say about like this whole all white thing, it's so there was it like at some point there was like the spiritual movement of only wearing white. Yes, you that's what I was just getting ready to ask you about. Okay, it's like we're only wearing white. And what I find, because I also when people say white light this thing, I'm like, no, gold light it, don't white light it. Mm. White light is emergency. Okay. We're learning okay. something new here today, kids. <laughs> yeah, because like whenever someone, and I've worked with healers who are my friends and when, especially ones who've done Reiki and they're like white light. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, so I always, when I meditate, I always do a gold light or a gold ball. 
I always yes. do that. I never yes. do white. I, it because never felt good. This connection that bring that white brings it disconnects you. It deflects everything. You don't feel connected. So when you're channeling for other people and you're protecting yourself with white, you're really not connecting with them or their mm-hmm. guides. Better, you're better off protecting yourself with pink light because it's more compassionate and kind and non-judgmental. Therefore, you're a clear channel. I love that. Yeah, that's, I never, anytime I ever do a meditation with anybody, I always say, imagine a gold ball spinning yes. and dropping are, gold lights, all of that. Cause white never really, Yeah, I never felt good about it. Cause I could, like you said, I couldn't connect with it. I couldn't even imagine because if you really a look white at light. light. White is, is a color that is pure. It's really clean. There's no, there's no emotions in it. There's nothing in it. It's just plain. So you're saying Based. anytime you see spiritual people with all white, be very afraid. No. <laughs> be cautious. No, I'm just, no, no. When people go into like, oh, it's all white, blah, blah, blah. It's they're They're not connecting with their de- deeper self and deeper, deeper. That is interesting that you say that because, you know, a lot of celebrities, they'll have all white parties. <laughs> it's deflecting it's a perfect so it's a it's a big whole bunch of people deflecting that is so i i never even thought about that especially yeah but the white is perfect when you're having a shitty day put on white you'll deflect things perfectly and nobody will notice that you're feeling like shit Mm. i I love white i'm not saying anything against no i like white too but but the concept of it especially in the work that you and i do i I, now it makes sense why I could never connect even in meditation with white. Cause I was just like, what well, it just wouldn't even show up in my mind. Yeah. And yeah. so you're saying that white is a deflection, but if you are having a crappy day, then go ahead and put it yeah, on. Yeah. We need deflection. Deflection is important, mm. but not constantly. And well, let's talk about that. Then when you talk about deflection is important, Explain that a little bit for us, because there's also this kind of wave of, you know, toxic positivity and just, you know what I mean? And just like, you're you're hitting all the topics that I'm just like, I have very controversial opinions. That's why, you know, I want to go there with you because like, oh, let's sprinkle some happiness (laughs) on it. Let's let's emotionally bypass life. And then everything's just great. So let's talk about deflection right so so when i'm saying we need deflection is important i mean today you know something really shitty you woke up today and something really shitty happened okay but you need to show up today okay so you need to deflect Mm. until you're able to sit down and deal with whatever shitty thing that happened okay you can deflect and doing it intentionally and knowingly like i'm doing this because i need to show up today and then after I finish showing up and because I can't cancel my day, whatever, I need, really need to show up, I'll go back and deal with my mess. Mm. Because dealing with your mess is where spiritual and, and growth and everything happens. Po- toxic positivity, I can't stand it. When I started going on, when I started this whole spiritual journey of mine, this toxic pers- positivity drove me crazy because I felt like there's something wrong with me because I couldn't connect with gratitude. Everybody's like, oh, I'm grateful, be grateful. And I'm like, I can't be grateful. I don't feel grateful. I I feel like shit. 
And it was because there was a lot of mess and a lot of trauma that I needed to deal with because gratitude was so scary for me. Mm. Being in a happy place was so scary for me at that time that I couldn't connect with gratitude because, you know, I'd rather stay in the shit and be whatever because it's comfortable. I know it. But right, right. Without, without unraveling these layers, I won't be able to reach that frequency. Right. And and what and without the negative emotions, hate, anger, all the things they tell you not to be, having a bad day. Oh my God, you're a spiritual healer. What do you mean? You right, exactly. What? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm here to tell you that bad days happen, but I'm gonna teach you to bounce back. Because life is not roses, and beautiful things all the time, right? life is up and down and changes and being in the shit is part of you know being human it's part of this duality that we live in it's very important it has important lessons for us it teaches us about values it teaches us about so many things and shitty beliefs when you're feeling like shit like i said when you hate something you're like oh, okay there's a wound okay let's go mm. clean it let's go help it Instead of being, oh, no, I'm going to transcend above it. <laughs> no, you're not going to transcend above it. We're going to sit here and we're going to and we're gonna take this baby, this crying baby, and we're going to soothe it. I love um, that. So this is how I, I like to work. So bullshit, positive, positive. Yeah, positive. I don't I don't like that either. I don't do that either. I'm, Very yeah, egoistic. Life is, it is. And it's just, it doesn't help because you spend so much time kind of fighting the hate, the anger and all of that stuff when you can just be going in it and dealing with it and moving past it and, and, and healing it. So that's, I love that. I, that, I just, I love the whole white thing. Like now I'm, I know so many people who do, but it's funny because when I feel sad, I put on denim. (laughs) Denim also for me is is a very interesting color. So denim is blue and also denim is practical. And it's also denim is getting down and dirty. Mm. You know, it's like the cowboy boot, the muddy boot. Yes. I like I put I have like a favorite denim shirt. I I mean it's great. I iron it and I put it on. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm doing today. I'm putting on this denim shirt. I'm gonna make it happen today. I'm gonna make it happen today. Yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm, I'm gonna get into my authentic self. And I'm going to like be practical and I'm just going to get it done. That's beautiful. I love it. Oh, that's cool. Well, what do you want people to walk away from when they, after they buy your book, if they hire you, all of that stuff, what is some of the things that you want people to know most importantly about color? That color is everywhere. It's constantly talking to you. You just need to learn to listen. And once you listen, you open up this beautiful, beautiful, big map. That's, and that's a gift to us from the sun. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Bala, for Thank being you. here. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to put all of your information in the description, all the links, everything, so people can find you. Um, but this has been amazing. So everyone, make sure you all have an amazing day filled with good vibes and great energy. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Street. This podcast was produced by Callie Green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, 
please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.